Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Whoa, it's time for Hobby Addicts. Whoa, it's time for Hobby Addicts. <laughs> and of course, I'm Mitsugi and I'm joined by Mason. Mason, how are you today on this fine end of May? I'm doing pretty excellent. This is a four day weekend for me, which is、wow. quite, quite the trip because I'm all thrown off with my time because. Friday was off, so Saturday felt like I should be recording a podcast, but I went to a wedding on Saturday, so I stayed up like way too late. So now I don't even know what year it is, but I'm here. I made it. The weather is nice. It is very comfortable outside, so I am doing well. Thank you. Isn't that kind of always the case with weddings? They always just seem to be a little too long, especially if they're like Catholic weddings. <laughs> They tend to be like extra long. So,、uh, like the ceremony, I guess, at the church was pretty quick. That was. Under an hour, no big deal. Boom, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Get out of there. But it was just like it was a 40 minute bus ride from the hotel where the reception was at to the place, 40 minutes back. So then、mm. it doesn't really start until like seven. And of course, they're doing all these pictures. So you're just snacking on the hors d'oeuvres while you wait and you eat way too much fried goat cheese balls. And you're like, <laughs> well, this is my life now. And then dinner comes and you're like, well, I'm not going to not eat that. So now it's like, Nine o'clock, and then it's like, okay, now it's time to actually start the party. And I'm like, now it's time to go to bed, please. Thank you very much. Maybe, But, maybe that was just your life, Mason. You were like, I'm going to eat these cheese balls and leave none <laughs> for anybody else.、Uh, it is what I do best. So, are you a fan of goat cheese? I, I guess you are. I mean, I guess I am. I mean, I hadn't had not eaten all day because <laughs> I, <laughs> so the wedding started at. Like three, so you had to show up at like two to like board the bus to go to the church. So, and this was like in downtown Chicago, and I lived just outside the city, so I had to leave like half an hour early. And I was playing Demon Souls all morning, and I was like on this boss, and I just had to keep on playing him because I knew、of、if、course. I didn't beat this boss, I'd be thinking about it all day. So, I was like, I gotta get it done. And like 20 minutes before I had to leave, I finally beat him, I vanquished the boss. I'm like, okay, now it's time to you know, shower and make sure I have like, all these dress clothes ready to go, which aren't as easy to throw on as like, sweatpants. So, like, <laughs> it, was a, it was a disaster of a day, but it all turned out pretty well. Wh- whose wedding was it? One of my co workers from, from Connecticut land. Oh, wow. So, are, they, were they, are they like one of those co worker types that are like really good friends? Yeah, yeah. They are, you know, someone that you're. Have you ever seen the show like Workaholics, Mitz?、Mm. It's at, at my office, we don't have like single person cubicles. We have like larger cubicles where like four people. Oh, yeah, sit, pods. And yeah, we have yeah. like yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, like one table in the middle that we can like share and eat lunch at. So it's like I've worked in this cubicle with this guy for like a year and a half. So you can't not become close. With people like that. So, very nice of him to invite me, especially after, you know, with COVID and everything, they had to drastically cut down their like, guest list. Like, even with everyone there being vaccinated, like, originally they had planned on having, I don't know, 250 plus people at a wedding.、Wow. 
That's a lot. And that is a huge like, wedding. It, yeah, it would have been, but it got cut down to like 80 maybe tops, 80, 100. So it was definitely nice and intimate, and I'm glad I made the cut. I'm, uh, I'm enough of a friend to have passed the bar of getting invited to the wedding. And it was very nice, and it was splendid, and it was opulent, and it was bougie, but not overly so. And they had uh, goat cheese balls, which is all I need to be happy in life, I, I guess. Do goat cheese balls sound pretty bougie, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I've had those kinds of working arrangements, too, and um, one of the girls I used to sit next to, I thought she was going to get married and invite me and this other guy that was... So he sat across on the other... Like, we had these low these low um, cube walls, I guess, where you're in, like, a foursome, and then there's a tiny, like, wall that's kind of, like, half the height of a normal cube wall, and then there's, like, right on the other side, there's another person. So the person right across yep. from you on the other side of the wall, it might be the exact same setup, is also kind of like your immediate neighbor camper i've been working on all this stuff this week has been prevalent and you played demon souls and i want to hear about that yeah we started it but i'll i'll go after you finish your extensive list well i i didn't play any sekiro this week i i um i i've probably mentioned it before but like i have a uh, probably like a 20, like a 15 year history at this point with tendonitis i have tendonitis on and off all sorts of different spots in my body um i've had it in my elbows a couple times i've had it um, in my forearm, I've had it in my shoulder, my knee, my back, you know, I've had tendonitis like all over the place and, uh, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's never good, but having it in your elbows seems like the worst place to have it. Um, and I, I initially got it playing piano, um, like but when I was back in college and I was down and out for like eight months, the first time I had it and, um, you know, it was a tough year and, and it, it subsided and there's a whole story behind that, but I don't need to get into it. But the bottom line is that uh, Sekiro gave me tendonitis again, uh, flared it up because it never really fully goes away once you have it. You're, you're more prone to it again after you've had mm -hmm. it once. And um, just beating on Genichiro for five straight hours or whatever it was, you know, flared it up. So I haven't been able to play any, any Sekiro. I really want to. Um, I left off right after Genichiro in the Sunken Valley. I killed the snake guy, something, whatever, sniper lady, but mid, like mini oh, boss. Oh, yeah. And I, mini boss. Those are not easy bosses. No, Those she was hard Those mini bosses in the Sunken Valley? Yeah. She was hard as hell. You know, I had to cheese her a little bit. M most of the bosses in that game are cheesable. Like, you can sneak up on them and get their first health bar out, like, on almost every mini boss. So, you know, I did that, mm -hmm. and then I could barely get her second bar down because... It was tough as hell, but, you know, I couldn't do any, any more after that, and I haven't picked it up again. But I did pick up Dragon Quest XI, because I knew Dragon Quest XI would be less intense. Um, Indeed. This is a turn-based RPG. And there might be light spoilers. I'm going to do my best here for Dragon Quest XI. Um, but, like, basically Dragon Quest XI ends, and then there's a post-game that I never played, and the post-game is actually the real ending of the game. So it's a good thing I picked it up again because I guess I wasn't really finished with it um, because, like, the game ends, but the outcome of the main game is not the happy, like, you know, fairy tale ending story that people might expect from Dragon Quest. You know, um, a lot of bad things happen to your party and the world at large, and, um, and then the game just kind of ends, and you're like, oh, okay, well, it doesn't... F I guess in hindsight, it didn't really feel like the game was over, but... It, but I didn't know what else to do in terms of the story. So I kept playing it and there was more, some more quest events to do and it unlocked like a whole nother 
like section of the game and I've put probably five hours on the post game and it, it involves like, you know, like going back in time and like a whole bunch of new areas and new bosses, you know, all this interesting stuff. And, you know, in Dragon Quest, it's not the first time I think they've had like a really lengthy post game section of the story. And, uh, I'd like the platinum Dragon Quest 11 because these games don't really come out on, on a console very often for whatever reason, even though, I don't really think these types of games are all that well suited for handhelds. Dragon Quest seems to come out on handhelds a lot, at least recently. Um, Dragon Quest 9 and 10, I think were both only on handhelds. They were on the Wii. I guess the Wii is not really a handheld. I don't I don't know. It was on the Wii, something on the Wii. And then they had one on the 3DS. And I played the one on the 3DS, but this is the only one that's really come to the PlayStation since Dragon Quest 8, and it's been like 16 years, so I, I, I would really like to platinum it, but it's it's pretty le- it's a pretty lengthy effort. Um, and it's not like a hard platinum, like skill-wise. It's just no. putting in the time to grind and complete all these objectives. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a trophy for like um, completing 40 quests. There's a trophy for collecting 500 different items. I mean, that's the real one. That's the one I'm really worried about is that one because... It's, it just seems like a lot of, um, I'm sure I'm going to get to the point where like, that's the last trophy and I'm going to only have like 370 of the, of the 500 and I'm going to be like, holy shit, like where the fuck am I going to get the 130 more unique items? But we'll see. And maybe it won't be as hard as I, as I expect, but, but I'm just really glad I picked it up because, um, you know, I'm like level 80 in the game because I've been, I was grinding levels up for a bit and, and, um, there's still some bosses in the post game that are pretty tough. Like they're, they're actually part of the story. They're not like optionals. And, um, I got my ass kicked last night by one of them. Um, I was completely unprepared for him. So in hindsight, I was totally unprepared, but, um, and because of something that happens in the post game, the, the game, like basically unlearned almost all the skills for all the characters that I have, except the main guy. And I hadn't Mm -hmm. noticed because the main guy was so powerful, he was just wiping out all the all the like all the <laughs> random battles, and um, and so I noticed that like everybody didn't have any skills learned. It's it's kind of like Final Fantasy X, how you have like the sphere grid. Well, this has like a very similar system, and it it it, it would be like if um, you like suddenly had 90% of the spheres on the sphere grid just taken off for all your characters, and then you tried to fight a boss. So they were all useless, and I didn't notice. But he he kicked my ass, and and uh, but it's, some of the bosses are pretty challenging, and, and um, you know I'm playing that Dragon Quest Tact game, and it's addictive, and I've I, I see all these monsters in Dragon Quest Tact, and like those same monsters are all in Dragon Quest Eleven. So I'm like, oh my god, like I know this guy, I know this guy, like this guy, I just got him in Ta- Dragon Quest Tact. Like oh my god, so it, it's pretty fun, um, and. Boy, the game is gorgeous. I don't know if you have you played this game, Mason. I don't think so. I mean, Let I think me, you'd, I think you'd remember probably. I are you a I Dragon Quest fan? I or? played I played Builders, but I, no, I didn't play. I didn't play Eleven. Okay, well, this is just like the game is so gorgeous. Like the world, the just the world map is so great and. And um, just the environments are so just polished. They just look so fantastic. Um, it's one of those games, like a lot like Dark Souls, where you're, you're really rewarded for exploring. Like 
that you don't you don't have to go down this long section of map that leads you to nowhere. But if you do, you will be rewarded at the end by a chest or something, you know, or some or, or some like you know, some uh, an, uh, a mineral deposit in like the mountain, like a mountainside will be there. So you'll you'll be rewarded for some reason, and the game is just so well made and so so well built, and um, they don't these games don't really re- release all that often, so it's nice to to go back and play it and I'm going to bang through all the rest of the the post game and and I noticed that they're going to remake Dragon Quest 3 like H with like an HD remaster and it looks so fucking good like it um, Oh nice. Is Square doing the re-release? Yeah. Or are they like outsourcing I, it? I think it's I uh, well um I'm not really 100% sure. Let me see. Dragon Quest 3 remake um, it's being remade in the style of Octopath Traveler. So I don't know if you've played Octopath Traveler or seen it. Um, I've, I've seen it, yeah. But it looks like it was being promoted on the Square Enix YouTube channel. So that might, that might, uh, you know, that yeah, might. Yeah, it's probably, probably them. Yeah, but here I can, I can send, I can, I'll, I'll post a picture here for you to look at. But it looks so beautiful. Um, and I'm just unbelievably excited to get back and play this game because it just, it has like that sprite 2D art sort of. But everything's been like raised to like a 3D sort of level. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's almost like a hybrid between old school and new and new looking. But it still kind of retains that old style of um, like graphics that people love from you know the 90s or late 80s. And uh, I'm just so I'm fucking pumped for that. And um, and there's also Dragon Quest 12 coming out. Oh really? It's probably. Yes. Oh, I bet I, I, if I had to. If I had to bet, I bet it's only coming out on Switch. Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate. It's got the same main character. Was revealed. It's got wow! It's coming on a PS4. It's got the same main character as as the one that we're that we're playing. It's the same crew, the same cast. Impossible. There's no way. Nani. There's no way. It's got the exact same cast of characters as the current Dragon Quest Eleven. That's really weird. Or maybe that's just the promo art that they don't have any real promo images for it, and so they're just showing you like images. I from think Dragon that Quest might movie. be right. <laughs> I think that's right. Wow, when is that coming out? Don't do not know. Mm. Not so. discussed, but mm. it's a simultaneous worldwide launch, according to some article. <laughs> and it's gonna be on PS4. That's good. There you go. Awesome. I just I Fuck can't yeah. do RPGs. I just. Really? They're not bad. I just don't enjoy my time with them as much as I do other more action-based genres of games. Like, I feel like when I'm playing a game, and I've talked about this before, like, I want to always be actively doing stuff and, like, winning or dying based on my skills of reflexes or split-second decisions or, like, ability. Like, I want to be able to win or lose at any point based on my abilities more than more methodical tactical type gameplay or you know you are just simply not strong enough to advance mm. i don't know it's just well maybe I, it's like just... i've played a ton of rpgs like i like persona i like pokemon like it's not that they're inherently bad i just tend to not enjoy those games as much mm. Maybe it's just the turn-based games you don't like as much you know um that's that's definitely a part of it like i yeah. loved uh it was a terrible game, but what was it? Star Ocean? That oh one had God, like a yeah. <laughs> mix of like turn-based, but also like action at the same time. And I remember as a kid thinking that was like the coolest game ever. Yeah, the Star Ocean games have been 
better in the past and have been not very good as of late. I've played probably three of them, and I don't think I'll play another one. The last one I played was... It was fucking what rough. Was it Star Ocean? Was it A New Hope or one of those? It, I think it's Till the End of Time. Okay, Star Ocean Till the End game. of Star Ocean Till the End of Time is not a new one. I definitely no, played, I definitely no. played that. It was like 2003, and it absolutely was a bop. It looks. Oh yeah, that uh, game's. Oh, I played this. This the, Star Ocean Until the End of Time well. was really good. Yeah, it was. That's the only one I played of it, but I remember really enjoying that game. Like. That was my first, like, oh, it came with, like, a two-disc, uh, like, cartridge thing. Mm-hmm. Similar to, like, you know, Final Fantasy VII, but I didn't play that on the dual cartridge, so Star Ocean was my... Uh... But once again, another Square yeah. game that kind of... I guess, once again, not a true RPG, though. You might like the Tales of games, but they... They tend to be hit or miss and have a lower budget than, like, these... Dragon Quest games, so they tend to look like ass if I had to be blunt about it. But they had, but they definitely have like a an action RPG, more of like a Kingdom Hearts, you know, where you mm-hmm. where you 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 spawn into a random battle and you're and you're actually you know able to move around and like control and do combos and stuff. But I I don't know it it's hard to say. But whatever. whatever I just realized about. the composer for Star Ocean mm-hmm. is also the same composer as the dark Souls series oh really motori sakuraba i uh hmm. never knew that well now you know there you go yeah i mean speaking of kingdom hearts uh i don't know if you heard but kingdom hearts 3 came out uh very uh, not great game very much kind of a disappointment but all the dlcs came out now and allegedly that's like by far like the best part of the game between the added difficulties and like the 14 or 15 added bosses of just like extreme brutal difficulty that I loved from Kingdom Hearts 2's like final mix version. So I'm like vaguely considering picking that up to go through that gauntlet, but I'm uh, I'm on the fence because it's like a $30 DLC. Well, I know that you'll talk to us about it here. If, you if, do. if I do, yeah. If you do. Well, the only the only other thing that I've got, and then I really want to hear about Dark Soul or Demon Souls, is that I I've been working on the car camper. I know people probably don't really care, but you're gonna hear it anyway. And uh, it's almost done, so I've uh, I've managed to construct a platform that fills pretty much the whole back of the car. It is rock solid. It'll easily hold probably 500 to 1,000 pounds of weight. Um, it's all made out of hardwood. I've reinforced every single area of it to make because this thing has to last a few years, and it has to survive a lot of bumps and stuff in the mountain roads and and now i'm just putting the bells and whistles on it so i got like um i'm working on a like a pull out i i built a drawer into the back of it that will pull out and it'll have a gas grill on it so we can grill and out of the back of the car um but it's not quite long enough so the the drawer is is not so is, it's it needs to be about a foot and a half longer so that when I pull it out, the no part of the grill is even remotely close to the back of the of the of the, of the vehicle. Yeah, so you I don't need want to, it like halfway coming up into like the cabin. Yeah, it's like I'd say it's like it's still under the tailgate, but it's pretty close to being in the actual car. So I need to um, I'm gonna build like another extender on like the, I'll pull the drawer out and then I'll pull another drawer out and it'll be like a double pull out and it'll have and that and that's how i'll get it outside of the car and i want to do that and um 
Pancake has all these designs and all these interesting like camping things for us to buy that will um, make camping more enjoyable, but also require more space to move to transport. So um, I'm going to try to build like some rather than just having a, a flat like a flat surface on the top where the mattress will go. I'm going to build a flat surface, but with some like trap doors in it so that we can push the mattress out of the way and open the trap door and get down into like some storage compartments. Um, I know she wants to buy like a portable shower and, um, you know, and when you're going to be camping for a long time, you need like, we'll probably, we'll probably want to bring some, some pans and, or some like, you know, extra water, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of extra stuff. Um, they make like fold up chairs and tables, like, it's crazy. They make camping gear that's like, you can get a you can get a table and chairs that fold up into like a, a one foot by like a like a four <laughs> inch in your pocket. Yeah, like a capsule from Dragon Ball. It's like three inches thick, eighteen inches wide, and like twelve inches tall. Like it's tiny. Like you could almost fit it in like a backpack. And this fucking thing folds into a full table and chairs. Um, but you know that that requires space too. So. Uh, Maybe I'll post pictures somewhere at some point, but right now I'm at, I'm I'm on the final step of it, and um, after I put the little like the drawers in it and stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna start building the top. And I was I, at first I was thinking the top would be made of plywood, but I think I'm just gonna stick with the, with the beefy ass wood all the way. It'll cost an extra hundred dollars, but I'm just gonna buy two by twelve by eights and just make the top just as rugged as the rest of it. So I don't really might as well. I, well, I'm worried that if I I'm worried that if it's made of plywood, I'm gonna end up like kneeling on it at the in the middle of the night with like i'll be like on one knee and my knee is just gonna punch right through it you know because i because i'm not that light you know so i mean i'm you know i'm i'm 180 easily so and uh you know 180 pounds with half of that on one like tiny three square inch piece of uh material you know puts it at risk for being for being destroyed i'd say so but I'll, i'll post some pictures at some point and our next camping trip is in two weeks so we will have to see uh, how the know. maiden voyage goes. I don't know. Well, if we'll, hypothetically, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. I don't know if we'll need it in two weeks because this this camping trip is not. Uh, it's not like, it's not Too a super. Far away. It's not super far away still, but um, there will definitely be. Pretty soon we will, we will need it. But what were you going to ask? I was going to say hypothetically, say you made a poop ton of money in some crazy investment or won the lotto or something like that could you see yourself doing like the rv style of using that to get from place to place or is the rv like even capable of like doing some of the off-road parts that you need to get the the like base of a trail i've definitely seen people bring rvs up some of these roads um but uh some of these roads aren't so are so narrow and so just barely even roads at all that I don't think an RV would, would be able to make it up most of them. However, I have Maybe seen... Maybe make it be the people who have the RV, but then have a trailer for, like, two, like, ATVs or four-wheelers. Yeah, that's what, and I, was then gonna, like, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So, I, I have seen people, like, towing a Razor, you know, with an RV, mm-hmm. or, or, or with a pickup truck, even. They'll, they'll tow a Razor. And sometimes a Razor, like, type device is the only thing that can get up, that can make it up these roads. Or, or like, a four-wheeler probably could, but... Um, yeah, that's because the roads are just so fucking ridiculous. Like the only thing that makes it on some, up some of these roads are like lifted Jeeps or like, um, you know, lifted pickup trucks and stuff like that. Like you got to have a ton of ground clearance and you got to have really, really like tires that are meant for slick, uh, you know, 
elevated terrain, <laughs> I would say. So like the average like Subaru Outback can't make it. You know, the average SUV won't make it up some of the roads. But so an RV probably wouldn't make it either. But like you said, they do tow. But man, RVs are they're really expensive. Well, that's why I was wondering if like money was no object, would that be something you'd want to get into? Mm. I think if money was no object, I'd rather like honestly, I think I'd uh I'd probably honestly what I do is like some, a lot of these mountains, most of them you start off like in the, like, a, like in a flat little Valley area. And then you eventually you'll turn off the main, like a main highway, go down a dirt road for a while. And then at some point you start going up and up and up. And that's when the road gets bad. But like, if I had, if I had all the money in the world, I, I still don't know if I'd buy like an RV, but I could see myself tow like tow like, cause a high we're, we're driving a Highlander and it could tow something. So, um, I could see us towing, like a, like a razor behind the Highlander, parking the car at the bottom before we even get like anywhere near bad terrain, having a campsite at the foot of the mountain, and then riding the razor for twenty minutes up the mountain. Like I could see that. And then when you get and then when you finish the hike, you hop back in the razor and ride it for twenty minutes back down to the car. Because um, let's face it, those razors are fucking cool. <laughs> they're they're so neat. Um, and uh, that would be a lot cheaper than buying the RV because I think a razor is probably like eight thousand dollars and or maybe less and an rv is like what 80 grand so at least so yeah i'm not too sure but anyway i know you play demon souls because you got this fancy ps5 which i still don't have i did i did i feel you know a little bad talking about it because why just you know a lot of people are like well i'd love to play this game and like participate in this discussion but i just can't so well you know i think a lot of people like me want to hear about it because you know, to be honest, there's still dozens of games on the PS4 I haven't played that I want to play. And, you know, I could see myself not buying a PS5 for another year or two, honestly. Um, so, yeah. I so, mean, after Demon's Souls, all I had on my, like, oh, I, I have a PS5. What do I want to get is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, right. That's, like, the only other game on my, like, wish list, which comes out, I think, fall, end of the year, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, like, even then, like, I'm not that, like, oh, I got to get my PS5 now so I can play these two games. So, but even, regardless. Even that's yeah, probably ahead. coming out on PS4, though. The Horizon Zero, was uh, it? Uh, West something. What is it called? Horizon Forgotten Zero Wilds West? Westward Forgotten? Forgotten West. Horizon Zero Dawn. Forbidden West. Oh, Forbidden West. Forbidden West, yeah. It's coming it's out. It's close enough. It's, on, it's coming out on PS4. PS4 and PS5. So even that, you could play it right now. I mean, if you're not... If you're not... See, honestly, I'm playing on an old projector, so I'm not going to get the PS5 graphics anyway, really. So... I think it's more the PS5 load times that are... At oh, least... So really? playing Demon Souls, I... Uh, first and foremost, it is a remake of like a decade-old game, whatever... Uh, probably even longer, but it's done by Bluepoint. It's not done by From Software. So Bluepoint Studio, that's notorious for making great remakes of games, and this is no exception. It looks fantastic. There's a ton of detail. The there is essentially like no load times. Like once you start the game up and it gets to the like, hey, do you want to continue? New game options like that menu. Once you're there. Uh, essentially after every death, it's maybe like a second or two of low time and then you're right back at it. Oh, really? So, wow. It's, I mean, it's not like the Bloodborne first release where you're like you die 
and then you have to sit with your like anguish and emotions for two minutes as you just see like the the jet white bloodborne logo against a black screen and you're just like hmm yep can't wait to play this game again in a couple minutes <laughs> yeah or sekiro even it's like you they give you this shin on the screen every five seconds when i die and then it takes you know 25 seconds for it to load up yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a hot minute but so that's i mean as a remake it is fantastic saying that as someone who has not played the original and maybe can't really appreciate all the quality of life improvements i've tried to go in mostly blind but things like make it it easier for like inventory management to just send everything you can't carry back to the uh very nice man back in the nexus is like a nice thing i've heard but for the most part it seems very true to the original it is a game where you start and it's not a straight shot to the end of the game it's Immediately, you're given the ability, after you beat the first level, to play any direction of one of five worlds. And I, my friend said, oh, you should do, like, this world three first, and then do two, and then four, and then one, and then five. Like, he was giving me all these, like, roadmaps of, like, how to go through the game, because you can tackle it in any order. Right. I don't know if he was just messing with me, but he started me off on... 3-1, which is the first stage of the Tower of Latria, which is this, like, super confusing maze of prisons with these, like, mind-sucker enemies, which absolutely wrecked me. Like, every other (laughs) level in this game has been pretty easy. Like, it's been maybe one or two deaths at max before, like, getting to the boss, except that very first 3-1. And, of course... That's because maybe I played a hard level first, leveled up enough, so now that I'm going back to these maybe easier levels, I'm better at it. I don't know. But after I got past that, as I've said before, that initial hump of figuring out the ins and outs of the game, it's been a, it's been a blast. So I've, I'm about halfway through the game. I've defeated the second world, the fourth world, and the fifth world, and now I have to go back and beat three and one. According so, according to this, the Prison of Hope is the fifth is the fourth area you should go to. Prison of Hope. Yeah, okay. And that that was the first one I went to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like the okay. end of the game, but it's the, you know, they've got World 1-1, one, one, World 1-2, one, World 2-1, and then World 3-1 and 4-1 then 5-1. So Gotcha. So Yeah, I I went there first and just these these big Cthulhu-looking uh magic spamming monsters that just litter the landscape in this labyrinth of prison cells just did me dirty and i had i had trouble with it but after that it's been it's been going well my biggest problem with the game is the like repost and backstab animations while they do look cool and are crunchy and satisfying to pull off they take so long visually like Mm. you'll you'll stab someone and like your player like stabs them and like slowly pulls the sword out and then does one more stab and then like then pushes to the them to the ground and then like slowly pulls their sword out and like i get to the point where i almost don't want to use these very effective moves in combat because i just know i'll have to sit and wait for four to six seconds as i watch this animation play out and it's even more like less satisfying because 
even if this animation like hits the enemy like three or four times, all the damage you do is gone in the first instant. So it's not like there's like, oh, I stabbed him, it takes out a chunk of health. It stabs him again, it takes out another chunk of health, and it's like giving me like progress reports. No, like I stab them, I see how much damage I'm gonna do, and then I just have to wait. Mm. And it's a little a little less fun. I guess that goes back to me not wanting to wait at any moment in playing a video game. So is it annoying? So it's only it's only annoying because the animation takes a while. It isn't like it's hard to execute because it's so slow no. or, or you're getting hit by other enemies while you're, you know. Watching. No, it's just it's I could put my controller down and make a sandwich or do like some push-ups in the meantime. <laughs> it's like it, it just takes far too long. And I don't know if they were that long in the first game and maybe just adding the animation makes them feel longer. I don't know if that was something you recall. It's been forever, man, since I played this game. Gotcha. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, man, I played this game. I was still living in Orlando. <laughs> it's probably like at least 15 years ago. At least, at this point. Gotcha. 15, well, maybe, so far, maybe not 15 years ago. When did this game first come out? Demon Souls. I mean, PS3 it came out. Mm-hmm. So 2009. You have to imagine, yeah. So it's been, like, yeah, so I exaggerated, but it's been like 10 years probably since I played it. So. I mean, so far I would say I am enjoying it more than Dark Souls 1. Oh, okay. Well, which Dark Souls uh, is your is, favorite? I, I mean... Probably three, just because I like the faster pace of play. Okay. I mean, I guess if I had to rank all the From Software games best to worst, it would go Bloodborne at the top. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dark Souls 3 or Sekiro. Then Demon Souls. Then Dark Souls 1. Then Dark Souls 2. Gotcha. But yeah, Blood, it is man, Bloodborne it really needs a sequel. That game is Bloodborne so, is so freaking good. It's so good. It's so silly how good that game is. But I like Demon's Souls because it's faster than Dark Souls 1, it feels like, besides these slow repost animations. Like it feels like I almost don't need to worry about stamina that much. And I'm not even doing like an endurance build. I'm just it feels like it's a little more fluid and faster. It's less like methodical and lumbering. And it's cool seeing like the prototype everything that went into dark souls like you know you do this valley of defilement or i don't even know what it's called but it's like the prototype light town it's like oh it's a wooden structure with all these enemies that come at you and inflict poison and it's kind of a maze and it's dark and it's 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 cool seeing what dark souls got a lot of its inspiration from and a lot Mm -hmm. of the ideas that worked or didn't worked worked that's not how words work uh, I'd say the bosses in Demon Souls are kind of underwhelming. They're all kind of like a gimmick boss. It's more of like they're more like puzzle bosses in a way where there's not a like test of the skills you've gathered up until that point. It's what highly specific way am I going to beat this demon, this dragon god that's shooting fire at me if I can't attack him? Oh, I need to hide behind these pillars and make my way to fire off this like ballista looking thing like it's not so much the same kind of combat that i expect from other bosses but it's not terrible well i really want to play it badly of course um it uh is good it is enjoyable it's definitely one of those games where after you've played it once it gets monumentally easier Mm -hmm. but it's been a it's been a good ride 
it's it's of course it's from software so it's one of those games where if you die once you're permanently at half health until you beat a boss again unless you like i don't know do Get something to it like yeah uh i guess return your body to human it's like a more severe punishment of like hollowing but it's i don't do any of that i just slap on a ring keeps me at 75 percent health and i just deal with it right but it's uh i'm i'm enjoying it so far the playstation 5 is cool the best part about it by far more than the graphics more than the load times is the controller it just is really the haptics the just finely tuned rumblings of it is like the standout and i'm super excited to see what elements can be incorporated into interesting gameplay mechanics with it so how does that you know i I keep hearing like oh haptic feedback blah 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 but i don't really have i don't have a ps5 so i've never had any chance to experience whatever this quote-unquote haptic feedback is so what is i mean what does it feel like exactly i mean can you describe It's, it's just finely tuned vibrations that paired with sound effects from the controller add just a level of immersion that makes you feel the the environment so you know with with demon souls it's a remake of an old game they didn't design it for a lot of haptic stuff it's more of just like oh every time you bop into like a barrel or crash through a wall you get a little bit of like rumble and it feels fine whatever who cares but in like the, I'm sure you've heard of it, Astro's Playroom. It's like this demo game that came with the PS5 yeah, that is it. just a flex by Sony to say, look what our controller can do. And you play this little robot guy. And when he walks on like metal or glass, it feels like you're tapping on like a glass cup or something. And it's like going tink, 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 tink. And you feel that. And then you go down the slide and you land in the water and you're splashing through the water and you hear splashing sounds. And it feels like your controller is like being sloshed around in water Man and then you water. walk on the Holy sand. Shit. Yeah. And it just, it's not so much that it feels like it is water, but you no, feel the same sense and say, Oh, it <laughs> melted in my hands. It's I got to buy hand. a new one now. Holy shit. Lava. You actually get third degree burns as you play the game. It's amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> like you go through sand and it just has, it gives you just that little extra step towards immersion through, like I said, these finely tuned vibrations that have to be unbelievably difficult to program and account for, but is worthwhile. And the like adaptive triggers is another thing where normally you press like the R2 or L2, the buttons at the back shoulders of the controller, and they depress and you're like, wow, I pressed the button, who cares? But in certain instances, the games can be more or less difficult to press those in and you almost have to like fight against it as if you were like That's maybe crazy. I'm guessing in like Horizon Zero Dawn if you had to like pull a bowstring like the more you press it probably the harder it would be to press that shoulder button because you have the load of the bow working against you and it's just little things like that where you're going to go back to playing the PS4 and you're going to be like this feels less engaging and that's exciting I wonder if those controllers and we're running we're running out of time here, but I wonder if those controllers will wear out quickly because it's um you know the controller must have a device inside of it that makes it difficult to de- to depress the the button the you know the triggers or whatever, but yep. because of that, I wonder if 
if the construction of whatever's in them will eventually get worn away due to you, you know, using for so much force on it, you know? Yeah. I wonder, I don't know. I mean, I guess the answer is just to go buy another $80, $80 controller or whatever it is, but the perfect plan. We'll see. Uh, you know, Sasuga. I really want a PS5. I figure by the time I get it, the games like Demon Souls will, will have been out for like a year and a half and they're probably going to be like half price and that'll be awesome. But Demon Souls, it'll be one of the first games I buy for it. And along with um, Ratchet and Clank, for sure, which yep. I think is coming yep, out. That like, comes out like eminently. Yeah, isn't in it? a couple of weeks. Yeah. If not sooner. Yeah, that's going to be a big deal. Ratchet Clank. Are you are you gonna that's get that's PS five only. I, yeah. I no, I'm not gonna get it. Oh you're not Rift gonna get it. It seems like the kind of game that you would love though. It's so fast paced and doesn't like fuck around. It's not like, you know, you're not low you're not you know you're not standing around doing like you're you know, it's very quick and engaging. I mean I guess you I'm guessing you've played Ratchet and Clank before, but I've yeah, I've played a couple of them. They're fun. They're cute. Yeah, June eleventh comes out. Oh boy. I said I was gonna get a PS five for Ratchet and Clank, but honestly, uh, I think I feel like the effort to even find a PS5 right now is, you know, more effort than I really want to deal with. So maybe I'll just keep waiting. Whatever. Fair enough. All right. Well, why don't we wrap it up here so we can start the main podcast on time, which we never do. And even though I said that, we're going to be late anyway, I imagine. But um, it's what we do best. We're, we're going to do our best. Today. I mean, what, that's all I can really promise you. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time on Hobby Addicts. We'll have Caroline next week, I'm sure. And uh, I'm sure she'll be here to, to tell us about whatever fun thing she was getting into today. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs>